When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Monday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Today, Mary Kay Scott and I are going to talk about how the Browns can be in the Super Bowl next year. We're going to touch on uh, where they are, what they have that makes them Super Bowl contenders, what they need to do to take that next step and get to the Super Bowl. And then we talk about the things that might stand in their way next season as they try and get to Los Angeles for next year's Super Bowl. So here we go, our Monday podcast. The fact that the Browns are on that path is the important part here because they've been lost in the wilderness with a broken GPS for <laughs> decades here. We didn't even know how to get to this point. We are off on a Monday, the Monday after the Super Bowl here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Scott Patsko. And I just want to point out to everyone who's listening to this that we are recording this before the Super Bowl. We didn't log on right after the game and decide that we're going to talk Browns. So in the interest of full disclosure, we don't know who won this game. Congratulations to the Buccaneers or the Chiefs, whoever it was. But I wanted to talk about the Browns and maybe what it would take for them to maybe be a part of this game next year. I believe it's in Los Angeles next year to be a part of this football game. We saw them get close, right? They got to the divisional round. They had the ball with a chance to maybe take the lead against the chiefs. Who knows what would have happened against Buffalo. So I figured there's kind of three ways to, uh, to attack this. And the first is how close are the Cleveland Browns like right now to being like a Super Bowl contender next season, Mary Kay. You know, I, I actually think they are fairly close. I mean, they made it down into the final eight last year. They very nearly made it to the final four. Of course, not having Patrick Mahomes for most of the second half of that Chiefs game was a huge factor in, in them being that close, potentially. But I think they have a lot of pieces necessary to get you to a Super Bowl. You know, when you look at all the pro bowlers on the team, especially along the offensive line, that's a great place to start when you're trying to build a Super Bowl team. Then, of course, you need the quarterback. You know, just even in talking to Kevin Stefanski this week, sort of in anticipation of the NFL coach of the year, which we don't know when we're taping this, the answer to that either. Uh, he talked about just how much better he thinks Baker can get and how, how much the ceiling is still very high for him. So they've got that. They've got Denzel. They've got some other pro bowlers. You've got your running backs. I think they have enough pieces to get there. 
I just think it's going to be tough and we'll get into this more as we go along uh, to get there for a number of reasons. I would consider them a Super Bowl contender right now. I think you put that stamp on them because they are expected to be a playoff team next year. And if you're expected to be a playoff team, that means you're, you know, you're in the tournament to get to the Super Bowl. So I think that automatically makes you a quote unquote Super Bowl contender. You know, like, like Mary Kay said, I think they, there are a lot of things that are working in their favor, just the continuity factor, you know, knowing that this team isn't going through a coaching change for the first time in forever and that you're going to, you're building off what you did this year instead of trying to switch things around and find, you know, find the offense that finally works for Baker and all that kind of stuff that we've talked about before. Yeah. I would say that they're, they're a Super Bowl contender right now. They're, I don't know how many people are going to pick them to win it next year because the chiefs are in the AFC, but, but they're in that conversation. Now this is the, you know, this is the new world for, for the Browns. Let's start with the biggest reason though, right? It's gotta be because you feel good about Baker Mayfield. We did the big quarterback draft on Friday. If if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen. And we all kind of put Baker Mayfield on that fringe of like the top 10. And I'm sure there's a case to be made that he belongs in that top 10. And maybe by this time next year, we're putting him in that same sentence as some of those other guys. So it has to start there, right? With you feel good about the quarterback. And then like Scott mentioned, kind of everything around the quarterback fits what he does. You, you sort of finally have that continuity and that togetherness on that offensive side of the ball. And for me, that's kind of where it always starts anyway. In the NFL now, you've got to be at least good offensively. You, you can't be the 2000 Baltimore Ravens anymore. You've got to be a team that can score points. Well, I think the thing to look at with Baker Mayfield and this particular offense that he's in, it's an offense that actually it, it gets to Super Bowls. It gets to the playoffs. I mean, it's an offense that is very, very quarterback friendly. So if, if Baker Mayfield were in another offense, maybe we might not be talking like this, but I, I think that he is going to flourish and excel in this scheme. And we saw Jared Goff take this offense to a Super Bowl, right? I mean, we don't know what he is now, but we saw him take that offense to a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we, we saw Kirk Cousins get to the playoffs. You know, we've seen the 49ers go to the Super Bowl. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo get there in this offense. So I think because of this amazing scheme that he's in, I think we can say that Baker Mayfield, if he takes that next step up in it, which I expect him to, I absolutely think that, that he is a key piece for them getting there and fairly soon. Yeah, but, and then you add on the fact that he played so well uh, over the second half of the season in it. You know, he finished strong. And I think that was really important because there were, you know, those glaring games that, you know, the Steelers game, the, the second half of the, the Colts game, that first play against the Bengals, uh, which just kind of all just stretched into this horrible series of, of events for Baker. And then he overcame that and, and played, you know, he was probably the hottest quarterback uh, uh, in the AFC down the stretch, very efficient, a lot of touchdowns, very few interceptions. And so if you're coming off that, you know, we haven't seen this Kevin Stefanski offense in year two yet with the same people. We didn't get to see that with the Vikings. So there, I think there's a lot of things they learned from this year that they can take into 2021 and and improve. And and you're right. It starts with Baker. I definitely want to see what wrinkles he has for this offense. Is it still going to be that you know, focused on, on big guys. We don't ever see four receivers on the field or if the personnel looks a little different, does he open it up a little more? I'm really curious to see kind of where he goes from here 
in this offense. We know that offensive line is really good. I don't want to steal this. Look, this could be a really good just podcast topic on its own, but we'll we'll kind of do it here. Let's play just a little game of like higher or lower because I think we need to establish maybe the Browns hierarchy in the AFC. And I'm just curious going into next season, looking at this in a 2021 perspective and not knowing, of course, what any of these teams do in free agency or the draft. Um, I'll just name some AFC teams and you tell me going into next year if you would rank the Browns higher, lower, or put them on the same level as some of these teams. Uh, we're going to skip the chiefs Buffalo higher, lower, same level. That's, that's the most intriguing one because I think <laughs> the Browns can take it to the next level. Uh, so I, I do, I think they can take it to the next level, if, especially if they add a couple of pieces on defense and, and you would think that those pieces on defense would help you get past a Josh Allen and, cover us to fond digs and those kinds of things. So I think I'm going to put the Browns higher. Ooh. I'm going to put them on the same level. And look, I didn't spend as much time watching the bills this year, obviously, as I did the Browns, but I know what the Browns were missing at the end of the season. You know, they didn't have Odell Beckham jr. And that was kind of a big deal thinking about what the Browns offense could be if everybody's healthy and you're not having so many people in and out of the lineup down the stretch so you're, you're kind of building continuity with those players and familiarity and you're really, everybody's kind of getting better at the same time. We didn't really have that with the Browns. It was kind of piecemeal in some spots, especially later in the season. So I think if you have everybody that you're supposed to have, I would, I would put them right there with the bills. And we know that they have key player, players to build around on defense. They're going to get better on defense just from people coming from the opt-out list and from injuries this past season. So I'm, I'm putting them right there with the Bills. I think I'm going to hold them. Man, see, the, the Bills are really tough. I really wish we could have seen these two teams play this season. I, I really do. I would have loved to have seen how that Bills offense looked against this Browns defense. And I, I would have loved to have seen, you know, that Bills defense was playing so much better later in the season. I would have loved to have seen just that AFC championship game. I think it would have been a really fun game. I kind of think both these teams are on similar trajectories. I think the Browns... I don't know if the Browns are a year behind the bills completely. So I, I think I'll give the bills just a little tiny edge here in this matchup in part, maybe because there's some other teams where I might, where I might go the Browns way. Otherwise, and I don't know. I don't want to just put them in front of everybody Here's So here's an interesting one. The team they beat in the wild card game, the Steelers ahead or behind the Steelers going into next season. That's a tough one. It would seem based on that last game that you would, it would just be a no brainer put to put them ahead of the Steelers. And I, I think I will put them ahead of the Steelers, but they're going to get some guys back on defense next year that, that might really help them. And then they do a really nice job of, of stocking their defense as well. So they're going to get better. They're not going to stand pat. What we don't know about the Steelers is who is their quarterback going to be, right? We just don't know who their quarterback is going to be at this point. If it's Ben, I think I'm putting the Browns ahead of the Steelers because I just, as we talked about on our pod the other day, I just don't know that he really completely has it anymore. And, you know, maybe a lot of that, that's, I feel that way because of those four turnovers, those four interceptions in that uh, maybe was, he probably got the fumble too. So five turnovers in the wild card game, I sort of feel like, he just isn't the Ben we're used to. So I, I still think I'll put the Browns ahead of the Steelers, but 
you can never count out the Steelers because they're such a well-run organization. I'm putting them ahead of the Steelers just by very, very little. Uh, the Steelers are one of the most lucky. They were, I think they were the luckiest team in the league last year in terms of outplaying their point differential and just expected win total. I mean, they you know start off 11-0 against a very uh, easy and suspect schedule. Not that the Browns were able to do that, but you know the Steelers won those games, and that, that counts for something. But I think they played above their level, and you're right. We, this really revolves around what Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in 2021 and whether he's going to be an NFL quarterback at all. So I think right now, I'm, you're going to get to the Ravens. I'm, I'm more concerned about the Ravens right now than the Steelers in, in the division. I'm with you, too. I'm going to put the Browns ahead of the Steelers. I'm curious how the Steelers approach that defense. Their, their roster is expensive. They're going to have to make some moves. And that's why it's so hard to have a consistent. That's why it's so hard to win on the back of a defense because it's, it gets really expensive. And I think there's going to be some changes there. We'll see if they take a step back and the defense actually did take a step back this year. So we'll see if that happens again. Who knows about Ben, like you said, Mary Kay. So I, I, I'm going to give the Browns the edge here in this one, which Scott brings us to the Ravens. And this is the tough one. I'll go first here. I have the Browns behind the Ravens just because it's one of those situations where I've got to see it. You know, I think the Ravens will get better. I think they'll add talent in the receiving core some way or another. I think Lamar will improve. We've seen that he's a guy that improves year to year, takes that upon himself. So I think he'll be better. And the Browns just didn't beat the Ravens this year. So I, I just, I need to see it before I can put the Browns ahead of the Ravens. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when you look at this Ravens season, the, the Ravens had to be missing people or they had to make mistakes to lose games this year. I don't think people just came out and flat out beat them so much, especially against the Browns. I mean, they're in that game because Lamar Jackson leaves the field for a little bit and they lose in the playoffs because Lamar Jackson kind of makes a mistake. I think that is why the Ravens, I think, concern me a little more than the Steelers. I think they're just a team that at their best can beat anybody. For a team like the Browns right now, the Ravens have to do something wrong basically they have to mess up to for the Browns to beat a team like that right now yeah you know and I think that uh, I think the Browns are going to do a number of things in the offseason to make sure that they can uh, slow down the Ravens because you know you have to win you have to aim to win the AFC North if you want to hope to make the playoffs you cannot always count on making it as a wild card so I think they will do some things defensively and they will be better in that regard but the Ravens are going to get better too, as you guys mentioned. I think one of the things that the Ravens do well is that they beat up they beat up the Browns receivers. They're very physical at the corner positions. And the Browns don't necessarily match up well with that. And they haven't traditionally sometimes matched, matched up that well. Browns offensive line versus Ravens defensive line either. So they've had the edge in that regard, oddly enough. So the Browns are going to have to find a way to dig in and figure that out. And then they're also going to have to figure out how to, how to solve Lamar and whatever else they're going to have going in the running game. So I'm with you guys for right now. You're right. Show me, show me that you figured out because you know, darn well that, that John Harbaugh and his crew, they are going to be going back to the drawing board and doing everything that they can to get better. Again, it's a well-run organization, well-coached, and they're not just going to sit by and let the Browns overtake them. So, you know, I don't, we're not going to go through every single team here, but I think what we've kind of figured out is the key point that the Browns are in that tier 
right below Kansas City. You put them in the same sentence as those teams. And also, they're pretty close in the AFC North. There's no reason to think that they might not go into 2021 as the favorites in the AFC North, probably along with Baltimore. You know, some people pick the Ravens, some people pick the Browns. Maybe somebody will be crazy and pick the Steelers. Who knows? But it seems like the Browns, to answer kind of our first question, have the pieces and are in a position now where we can realistically say, yes, this team could get to the Super Bowl in, after the 2021 season. Mary Kay, you touched on it. What do the Browns need to do to kind of get to that point, right? We're not talking about the Browns in 2020 anymore. We're talking about the Browns in 2021. So what do they need to add to kind of ensure when you talk about maybe being able to beat the Ravens and, and playing to beat the Ravens, what, what does this team need if they want to get to that next level and actually be like bona fide Super Bowl? Like, yeah, this team can get there and maybe win the Super Bowl. I'll just choose two things so that we can all have some things <laughs> that we want to talk about. There's two things that I, that I would point to, and that is, and this was another thing that I talked to Kevin Stefanski about when I talked to him this week, and it, and it was kind of interesting. He has challenged everybody in the organization, coaches, everybody, players, to take their game up to the next level. So I would expect that you'll see, you know, better play from guys that we've talked about, like the Donovan Peoples-Jones and some of the young linebackers and some of the other rookies and, and even the veterans. So I just think by virtue of everybody getting better and then everybody being in the systems for the second year, I mean, look, remember this, the first time he saw his team play live was in Baltimore last year, right? It was like, whoa, <laughs> what is this, right? And they rebounded that from that very, very well, of course. But now they're going to be starting. The bar is set way, way higher. So that's number one. Everybody that's already here is going to take it up a notch and get better in their second year in the system. And then number two, from a uh, addition standpoint, I would go out and find a really good pass rusher. I, you know, if you if you can draft one, fine. But we've talked about some of these guys, and and some of them are out there. And I would go grab one. I like your choice, Dan, of of Trey Hendrickson. That's a really good one. I would even think strongly about JJ Watt. You'd have to trade for him. And there are others. There are a few others out there like that that can get to the quarterback. So I would find a guy like that, pair him with Miles Garrett. And you're off to the races. I think speed is what this team needs, both on offense and defense. And, and maybe some of that can be alleviated with Odell coming back. But even with him, just that person that can just wreck your scheme because they're just fast and you could hand the ball off to them. On a, you know, it's basically a, a um, similar to what the Chiefs did, similar to what the Cowboys uh, we're doing in that in that matchup just somebody who can get to the edge or multiple people who can get to the edge and cause problems and cause your your team to spread out and and make plays in space and the Browns didn't have that over the second half of the season you know we saw Odell provide that against the Cowboys but that's really something they're they're missing on offense and then defense the same thing speed especially in the middle of the field at linebacker at safety uh, maybe Grant Delpit helps with that a little bit but they clearly need an every down linebacker who can get sideline to sideline and make plays. I mean, BJ Goodson got better this year, but he had never had more than like 220 coverage snaps in a season. He had over 500 this year. 
that's not something you want to have happen again, I think. So more speed, whether it's on offense and defense, and I think that's a good starting point. Speed, yeah, speed was going to be one that I brought up. I just think, like you said, everywhere. But I think especially on offense, too, just, you know, yes, you, you can maybe bring back Odell, but I just think they need – they need those, those quick twitch kind of fast guys. It felt like this offense for the most part as the season went along was very much depending on like the system and then Jarvis Landry making some spectacular tight window catches, but he's not a speed guy. He's not going to get downfield and make a difference like that. So I think they do need some sort of, they need reliable speed on the outside at receiver. The thing I'd like to see, and maybe this goes a little bit with linebacker, but I think they need, and this guy might be on the roster already. It might be Grant Delpit, but they need a sort of in a prisoner of the moment way, a Teron Matthew type in that backfield. You know, they have the game changer at defensive end in miles Garrett. They have a shutdown corner in Denzel Ward. And I just think, and, and again, maybe this is Grant Delpit. And if it is great, but they just need to be sure that they have that guy at that second level of that defense who is just an absolute, you know, he can wreck the game from that safety position, or maybe it is a high, you know, a hybrid type linebacker, whatever it is, just somebody who's not a corner, who's not your edge rusher, who's going to be like your Teron Matthew, who can just wreak havoc and make things really hard on opposing offenses. So that's where I would go. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, when, when you look at, at the chiefs, I mean, what happened when they played the Browns, those big name guys, those, those stars sort of, really shined in that game. I mean, and Tyreek's speed really stood out. And as you mentioned, uh, Teron Matthew, you know, got the turnover and, and he was just dominant in that game. And Miles is the dominant defender that the Browns have, but they do need somebody in the defensive backfield like that. I think we're also anxious to see what Grant Delpit brings to the table. Hopefully he'll be fully healthy right from the start because the expectations are so high on him, right? I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. Like we expect him to come in and be a pro bowler right away. He might need another, like a year to get back to the level that he was at pre ruptured Achilles. So I think they're going to need to continue to add some enforcers back there. So I, I would probably try to find another really good defensive back, whether it's a cornerback, a safety or whoever that can play that kind of role. One, one other thing that I'll mention is that the offense needs to evolve to a point where they have more to offer than they did late in the season. Teams started to guard against the bootleg play action percent. The number of play action plays went down over the second half of the season. And that's similar to what happened with the Vikings anyway. So that wasn't much of a surprise, but there needs to be more there. If you like the last five, six weeks here, 20 points, 16, which was the jets, but, 24 against the Steelers, the playoff game was wacky, but then 17 against the Chiefs. So I think they got to a point where they, they do what they do on offense and other teams knew what they did on offense. And there was only so much they could kind of work around that. You saw a lot of really short passes against the Steelers and the Chiefs in the playoffs that we remember that last drive for the Browns where everything was short, a lot of dump offs, a lot of short routes, and they kind of need to evolve to where they have something else that when people really focus on that, there's something else that they can go to. And again, the speed helps, Odell helps, stretching the field, things like that. But there needs to be an evolved aspect to this offense. And you know, now you get a whole off season to, to figure that out. Okay, we'll take a quick break and then we'll finish up with one more thing regarding the Browns and maybe being a Super Bowl contender 
in 2021. Back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, Dan Lobby, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko. Okay, so we've talked about the things that maybe the Browns need to add. We've talked about the reasons they should be considered contenders going into next season. Now let's talk about the things that folks should watch out for, the things that might prevent it. Scott, I'm going to kick this off with you because you actually wrote a post about this. The Browns have that third place schedule. I always kind of laugh at the the placing schedules because it's really only two games, but it is a third place schedule possibly a 17th game added, but we'll see about that. This is not an easy schedule, and I've got it pulled up right here. The AFC North certainly got helped by their draw last season. That's not going to be the case this season, at least as of this moment. No, the, the way it, it matches up, it, it's, not as, it's not as forgiving uh, last season because, you know, you get, a, you get a division that does not have a winning team uh, this past season. Now you're, you're getting the Packers, and you're getting the Chiefs, and you're getting them on the road. And you're right, that third place schedule is really just the two games. If they do add the 17th game, which apparently there are reports that that will happen, they'll get another third place matchup. That'll be the Cardinals, which is not going to be an easy game because we know that that's a team that's kind of on the rise. So it's the ninth toughest schedule in the league. The Steelers have the first toughest, the Ravens have the second, so it could be worse. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough schedule. Really, that's it all comes down to when you hit when you hit the, the, the wrong division or the right division. And this season, it's, it's a tough go. And not just the fact that you're playing, like I said, the Packers and the Chiefs, and you might have a better Texans team that keeps Deshaun Watson. You don't know. But you also still have those AFC North teams. And the fact that the Browns are in, arguably, the toughest division in football. And that, I think, has more to do with their path to the Super Bowl than anything. Because you have the Steelers who – no matter what Roethlisberger's future is, the Steelers are going to be good. They're going to figure out a path forward with or without him at quarterback. Look what they did last season. They stayed in the playoff hunt, or two seasons ago, rather, even when he was sidelined. So the Ravens are good. The, the, the Bengals have one have a quarterback who probably would have been challenging for rookie of the year if he hadn't gotten hurt. So it's a tough division, and that's where it all starts. But your, your road schedule is at the Packers, at the Chiefs, at the Chargers at the Vikings, at the Patriots, who knows what they're going to be. So third place schedule is probably not the way we should describe this anymore. Yeah. You know, in talking to, um, I was talking to somebody about Marty Schottenheimer the other day. And again, he's, he's in all of our thoughts and prayers with his physical situation right now. I was talking to somebody about him and, and Marty always used to say that the was going to be directly tied to the strength of the schedule that year. I mean, he was really big on that. And I remember back when the Browns went 10 and six with Derek Anderson, I remember the schedule just not being that tough that year. And there was just something, you know, there's just something about it where it just felt like, Ooh, you know, is this this going to, is this going to hold up when, when things get a little rougher? I I think it, I think it's going to, to make a, a huge impact. And that's why, they can't rest on their laurels and they have to get better. And, and we've talked about, it, it was okay to talk about that this year to occasionally say, Hey, they haven't beaten, you know, very many winning teams yet. Now they got stronger down the stretch, but it was okay to point that out because you can't base decisions and plans and your future on narrowly beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you've really got to take an unflinching look at what you have done and against who you've done it. Yeah. I mean, even the, the games that you would look at and say, 
you know, maybe that's a, maybe that's a gimme. Maybe that's an easy win. Yeah, Scott, you mentioned it with the Bengals. You, I mean, if Joe Burrow's back and healthy, that's a team that can win a high scoring game, right? The Texans, if they keep Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe you run into him on a weird week when he just throws for 500 yards and the Patriots, I think the Patriots are, if they figure out what they want to do a quarterback and they feel comfortable there, that's a team. I'm not saying they're going to go win the Super Bowl next year, but that's a team that's tough. They're just always kind of a tough out and they can go out and beat. I mean, what did they beat the chargers this year? 45 to nothing when it looked like they were kind of on their, their last breath there, they went out there and just smoked the chargers who again are another tough team on the Brown schedule. So that's certainly one thing, you know, mine is just the team that played Sunday. And obviously we're recording this before we know the result, but what if the chiefs are just like the best team ever? (laughs) I mean, what they've done already is pretty unprecedented to go to an AFC championship game and then win a super bowl. And again, recording this before we know what happened and, Sunday's game, but at least get to another Super Bowl at the very least. It's pretty impressive. They're going to be pretty much whole next year. So assuming everyone's healthy, they're going to be a really good team. What if the Browns are just kind of hitting this stretch at the wrong time where they're just going to have to deal with this juggernaut of a football team for the next, you know, however many years. Uh, I think it's, it, if you're the Browns, I think you're probably happy that you get the chiefs in the regular season next yeah. Next season because you're not trying to figure out how you can beat this team just going into a potential playoff game. You'll have that, you know, you have what the Buccaneers have narrowly they lost a close game to them this season and are going to see them again in, in the Super Bowl. So that helps, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it could be like a, like a Cavs and the bulls thing from the, uh, from the nineties where you're, you have a good, a good team at the wrong time. It, it, it could very well turn out that way. Look how many teams the, the Patriots have kept from the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and here's another thing to think about too. We don't know where Deshaun Watson is ending up yet, right? If he ends up with a good AFC football team, then there's two amazing quarterbacks that you have to try to get by. And we've also talked about Josh Allen and where those guys are. And if they get significantly better, that that's going to be very challenging over the years. And then of course you still have Lamar. So it, it could be one of those situations where it, it's going to be really tough. I mean, they have, you know, they've hit upon a stretch of really, really good quarterbacks and there are others, right? Justin Herbert. I mean, there are really good quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, we haven't even mentioned Joe Burrow. I mean, now Joe Burrow's with the Bengals. So unless they get it together in, in many other aspects of the team very quickly, that one, you know, you'd have to wonder if everybody is going to be able to support him in the way that he needs to be supported. But it, you're right. It could be like a John Elway type of thing where you got to try to get past Patrick Mahomes, but you might, might also have to try to get past Deshaun Watson, who is pretty darn good in his own right. What do you guys think? The AFC is the better conference right now. We're, we're in one of those stretches where the AFC is the dominant conference and, and they're just, just top to bottom. They're just better. And part of it is because they have the quarterbacks, right? And Trevor Lawrence is coming, you know, we'll see where Justin Fields ends up and what kind of pro he ends up being. So you've got teams that are going to add, like Jacksonville is going to add a quarterback. That's not going to make them a contender next year, but down the road, you know, they're, they should get better. The jets are going to figure out their quarterback situation. It ebbs and flows, but right now we're just in a stretch where the AFC 
It's just a tougher conference. And part of that is because the Browns are good now too. Let's give the Browns credit in all of this. And the fact that they have Baker Mayfield now, it's just a tough conference. Yeah. We we're talking about the Browns path and we're thinking about how good these other teams and these other quarterbacks are, but yeah, you're right. The Browns are part of this because they're, you know, the Ravens have a tougher path now because the Browns are good. Even the chiefs have a tougher path because yep. the Browns are good. And just because you have your quarterback, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's been to one Super Bowl, and it's been a while since he since that Super Bowl happened. So that doesn't guarantee anything. I think the fact that the Browns are on that path is the important part here because they've been lost in the wilderness with a broken GPS for <laughs> decades here. You didn't even know how to get to this point. So they're part of the conversation now. And yeah, the schedule looks tough when you when you look at all these teams individually, but all these teams are looking at the Browns on their schedule and thinking, man, that's going to be a tough game. And, you know, when you, when you look at the AFC too, with, with the quarterbacks, these are the younger ones, right? I mean, some of the the best quarterbacks in the NFC are, are the older ones, right? Like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. but this Renaissance in AFC quarterbacks, these guys are young. They've got a long way to go. This is like decade full of trying to get past some of these amazing quarterbacks. And now, of course, if you just eat avocado ice cream and stuff like that, you can play <laughs> until you're 42. So this could just be going on forever. TB12 method. Baker's <laughs> got to come up with his own little uh, training method. <laughs> right. Well, look, the sign of progress for this football team is, is we just did a whole podcast about the Browns going to the Super Bowl next year, and people aren't going to see that headline and think, oh, come on, guys, that's ridiculous. So that, that really speaks to kind of where this football team is. That'll do it for our Monday edition of the pod. Uh, as always, check out Football Insider. Go to cleveland.com slash Browns. It's a big blue banner at the top of the page. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to our feed here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. You kind of got to taste this last week of kind of what our weeks are going to look like here in the off season. And it should be a lot of fun with uh, got to watch the tape is going to have its own day. We're going to try and have round tables at the end of every week, daily pods in the days leading up to those. So make sure you're subscribed so you can get all of that right on your phone or whatever you use to listen to podcasts for Scott and Mary Cam, Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>